0: This is the Matt Report, the voice of WordPress entrepreneurship. If you're running a WordPress freelance business, selling themes, plugins, or client services, this is the place for you. Learn more at mattreport.com and subscribe at mattreport.com slash subscribe. And now, on to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Report. Today's episode is with Cody Landefeld. Uh, Most Most of you folks know him from CodyL.com, UI and UX uh, sort of team agency, uh, and we're actually going to talk about that today, how he's taking his brand from just Cody L uh, and sort of scaling that up to a bigger uh, agency uh, style, right? Uh, Still going to be a small, tight-knit team, um, but still uh, trying to get away from the personal brand that he's had for so long. Uh, The uh, pluses and minuses of that uh, we'll talk about in this episode because he focuses on UI and UX specifically, he's not. Uh, not every project is a WordPress project. So we're going to hear his experiences from working, you know, on other platforms. Perhaps it's like a Drupal, or perhaps it's just a custom application, uh, mobile or desktop, whatever. Uh, it's just a different point of view. It's not all about WordPress uh, for him and sort of the the projects that he's working on. So it's definitely some good insight from that, from that regard. Uh, so definitely uh, stick through the episode. It's definitely an awesome time, uh, and you're gonna learn a lot. Uh, what's going on uh, in the rest of the Matt Report world? You know, you know what you know the deal. Uh, if you like the show and you like what's going on, please share it with your friends. Love for you to join the mailing list. Mattreport.com/slash subscribe. Five star reviews on iTunes really helps me out and really helps me get uh, more traction and more people finding us and learning more about WordPress entrepreneurs. Best way to support the show is that way. But if you feel the need to throw a little cash my way, which I totally appreciate, uh, which pays uh, for the bandwidth, the storage, uh, the use of SoundCloud, and so on and so forth, mattreportcom slash join. Uh, become a pro member. You get exclusive access to some of the special content that I'm producing. Uh, and you also get access to a member's forum, which is like support for your WordPress business. You have, which plugin do I use? How do I negotiate this contract? What do you think about this headline uh, You know that I'm going to be putting out on my new marketing site? You jump into the forums. You ask the questions. We all jump, dive in and answer them uh, with our point of views and our experience so definitely check that out mariport.com slash join let's get on with the show Cody welcome to the program sir
1: hey thank you so much
0: so we uh, ran into each other at Pressnomics out in your neck of the woods uh, last year that was an amazing event Um, before we talk about all that fun stuff about the UI UX of WordPress and business and uh, you know building a startup with WordPress. Uh, what is the show all about? If you're just tuning in for the very first time, where the heck have you been? It's the number one WordPress business podcast in the universe. Uh, always have uh, intelligent guests like Cody come on to the show to teach us how they built their WordPress startup uh, or product or theme or plugin, whatever it might be. Uh, they're taking the time out of their busy schedule to help us learn a little bit more. And if you want to stay ad-free, MattReport.com/Join. And join the pro uh, members of the Matt Report. Uh, it's a great little community uh, of folks, just like you and I, and everybody else in this wor- crazy WordPress world, uh, learning uh, how to build their businesses and all that fun stuff. Uh, back to Cody, CEO uh, of CodyL.com, sort of your, uh, you know, your freelance agency. Uh, but you got some other news, and you're also community leader at Gangplank, which I'm also interested to talk about. But give folks the elevator pitch: who you are and what you do.
1: Sure. So. Uh uh, game Plank is where we work at, of course, but um, I am uh, uh, head of Cody L, which is now, uh, we're in transition to uh, creating our company, which is now going to be called Effect. and we're a heavy level focus on user experience and UI design, uh, more of a front-end design development company, which is basically what Cody L has been. It's just kind of been an old or a new one and old wineskins type of thing where Kodiol has been more recognizable by myself uh, since I've been the first to me as Kodial. Now it's kind of growing up into the uh, actual real company. So uh, that's that's what's new on our, our horizon, So Kodiol will stay intact as me and my own personal brand, but no Effect will now be the company that I lead and along with our team.
0: Awesome! Awesome! Congratulations on that. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. It's a whole heck of a lot of work um, to kind of rebrand, sort of reposition yourself. So I look forward uh, to seeing how you kind of rock that out uh, in the coming year. UI and UX, uh, user interface, user experience, usability, um, look and feel, design. All of these things. I mean, obviously, it's it's a passion for you, but. I mean, how important is it in today's day and age, design in general, I guess, uh, and then and how do people experience your product? How important is it uh, in 2014?
1: So I think you're hitting the nail on the head. I mean, experience is the key word. Customer experience is, is absolutely the, uh, the key word, and what I found is that, you know, so many companies and so many individuals are doing more things online and there's so much of an emphasis to move the business dealings that we typically have, or the mundane things, to um, putting it all in our face using online uh, platforms and applications. So design, especially user interface design, user experience design, has become more important than ever. Uh, so that's really our passion to solve those challenges for our clients and our customers. So. Um, that's really, you know, my focus to drill into that and talk around our customers uh, having an experience on the front end and, you know, of course, that passion being there, but also a passion with uh, how our well WordPress fits into everything as well. hmm
0: uh, for those of you in the live audience today, if you have a question, go ahead and drop it in the question and answer section, should be on the right hand side of your screen, I'm running the Q&A app for the first time today, uh, so it looks a little bit differently, um, so go ahead and drop your questions in, uh, and hopefully we can get those answered during the show. Uh, back to uh, back to our hero, uh, <laughs> okay. uh, design, um, and let's talk about, I, I want to talk about the design aspect of, of, of WordPress Product uh, theme plugin, um, but then I also want to go and talk about the experience the customer has, uh, either purchasing or interacting with the, with your product. Let's stick on themes because themes uh, has been sort of a hot topic uh, as of late. What do you do as somebody setting out uh, to design a new theme? Uh, what's your advice to them? Um, even if they're designing a site for a theme for a client, it's not a theme that they're going to resell. But how important is it to say, let me buy something off the shelf versus starting from scratch? Uh, You're buying a a pre-made cake or you're starting from scratch. Which one tastes better? (laughs) That kind of thing. What's your your advice for somebody in that situation?
1: So it always just comes down to goals. Um, Whatever somebody is trying to achieve, uh, a lot of times small businesses have a lot of the same goals. They're primarily regeneration and built for high traffic and content, but uh, you've got these these cases of very specific goals with different companies. So that really drives the design process in terms of the experience and in terms of the interface. Um, you know, of course, with creating something custom uh, with every, and with everything being build-driven, I think that also determines how elaborate they go. So in, in you know, discussing choosing something off the shelf or making something custom, that's, you know, when a client lays out their goals, that also helps us choose which way to go in terms of going completely custom, or something off the shelf, or maybe in a solution that's in between, Um, because I think that so often, and especially now how it's gotten to, um, I think there's a lot of uh, commodity placed around WordPress and in the themes, and there's a lot of do-it-yourselfers out there. And also a lot of businesses that aren't don't have a large revenue goal, such as you know, maybe a mom and pop shop that's set one million dollars in in gross sales, or you've got, you know, maybe a company that's, you know, more of the um, twenty to twenty five locations, uh, that's, you know, more on the opposite ends of goals and what they need their website to do and and with traffic and whatnot. So
0: does that dictate the size client or, or business that you'll that you work with or that your up-and-coming sort of new company will work with? Uh, like you mentioned the mom and pops. I mean, if their goal is, hey, I just need a website, I just need a website, um, you know, maybe something off the shelf will work. But somebody who's really in tune to what their goals are, um, I mean, what size businesses will you work with now uh, for this kind of experience?
1: So we tend, tend to want to work with a, a company that has some... Um some experience, a more hungry company that wants to be successful. Uh, you know, we, it's, it's a tough question to answer because I liken clients to almost like dating. Um, you know, you always have the, the clients that are that really need your help or really are attractive in the sense of you've got the, the skill set to help them. But I think the challenge is just how they value that. So in a perfect sense, we want to work with smaller clients that have, maybe a less aggressive goal or maybe even a smaller budget to really help them. It's just the the challenge is just getting them to value that type of service. So typically that client will be less technical, less design oriented, and they're not going to be able to have resources in house to create the website and, and typically they get a great experience because um, they're not there's not a wrestling effect with you know our process or what we feel like is best for them. But to answer the question uh, you know more straightforward we, we are looking to work with some companies that are a little bit further along we're certainly not a full enterprise company that wants to do business with you know, enterprise folks um, but we do want to work with companies that have a decent or you know some of a, a marketing budget to review the website and uh, maybe even get on into user paths or you know redesigning the front end while not necessarily going deep into the back and you know, whether it is a WordPress site or it's hooked into some different type of web application built with a custom API or something, something like that.
0: Awesome. You said, um, I think the word you use was user path. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, can, you, can you give folks in the audience a little bit more detail about what that is?
1: Sure. So, you know, when we're looking at a user experience challenge that a client is having or the existing uh, website application or a new, or new one, uh, we want to look at the journey of the user, we want to look at the path that they'll take to convert. So um, depending on where the budget is at and what the length of engagement is, we're going to spend some time with the client to talk about how people get to a certain point of doing business with that client. Uh, so there's definitely some work to be discovered with the user path, like, you know, a customer goes from coming on the site all the way into converting as a, as a subscribing customer. So, you know, what road may maybe potentially use them? Uh, how can you entice them? Is there another path to where they maybe uh, have some type of conversion but are encouraged to go above? You know, um, all those things are, are uh, you know, considered with, with creating a new platform or bettering an existing platform. What, what makes WordPress so effective is that oftentimes there's really great products that have done some of that work ahead of time. There's really great user experience folks that have put that together for WordPress. So it helps with the smaller uh, customers. But for the customer that doesn't, um, they really can't fit their website into a $40 theme. Um, and they really are running a, a online, primarily focused business. Uh, there's definitely a lot more time invested to make sure that we are you know, thinking about how a user takes their journey through their service to the customers, who uh, our clients' service.
0: Uh, one of the things that I know, my design team and my project managers at my studio have sort of a challenge with, is um, you know, service. Uh, well, <laughs> aside from the services business, and we all sort of understand, like running an agency, it's so hard to say no to a to a check, right? When somebody's coming in and they do have a budget, you're looking at them. They might not be the perfect fit for a client. But they have the budget to spend they they're sort of they sort of understand from a thirty thousand foot view what they have to invest to get something to work, but sometimes they're a little on the fence of oh, you have this discovery process no, no no, we don't need that we don't need to learn about our customers. we already know our customers yeah. uh you know you know you're gonna you're gonna learn about my business and my market well nobody knows it better than I do uh, so i I can just give you a, a quick couple sentences and here, here it is how do you get people to buy into a real good discovery uh, user experience process uh, any tr- tips or tricks for something like that or is it just sort of you keep keep talking to them and keep you know throwing the spaghetti against the wall until they finally get it
1: <laughs> we, we go into a battle of wits uh, <laughs> yeah. we go into a series of riddles Yeah. Uh, whoever comes out the, the victor on the other end has to, <laughs> has to go either way. Uh, no I, I think Discovery works really well when we're taking on an older project because typically, like, okay, so in the WordPress space, small business specifically, there's, of course, less of a challenge to understand Discovery. Our discovery process is kind of encompasses all phone calls, everything that leads into learning about our customer and their business. So, you know, it's kind of wrapped around the entire project, although there's more of a heavier... Uh, emphasis on discovery when we start from something that's already existing. But what we, what we find really no pushback on is when we take over something. So, for instance, um, we've been chosen to participate in a competitive bid with the um, association here in Arizona, and one of our pre-conference uh, discussions was they had understood that any company that would be taking on the project would have to go through a discovery phase and charge for that time because they've gone out and got that uh, platform developed custom by another developer, and there's no way we can come in and just kind of hit the ground running and know uh, what libraries and what the thoughts were, if the code is commented on. So there's a lot of discussion to just manage that expectation. But I I mean, I think you're, the challenges you guys face with the clients, I mean, that happens to be the same uh, with the smaller clients or with the newer clients, especially because you know when you have a maybe a solopreneur and it's they're very headstrong. I'm like, no, I'm the guy. Like, there's nobody really better than me at doing this. And especially if it's a new project, discovery is a little bit of a challenge. So I think the the, the tip I have is just to um, look for those opportunities when you have a um, when you have like maybe something that's pre-existing to leverage that as an opportunity to get more discovery time because it's only going to be better for the client in the long run. And then in the, the opportunities where you have maybe something brand new, uh, instead of maybe going through you know a heavy discovery phase, spend more time to set expectations on um, doing this the right way with whatever platform you choose to build it on. So in the WordPress sense, you know, I find that there's a lot of misconceptions on database and how... Data is gathered, or how things are assembled, or you've got the everybody's favorite client that comes to the table with their already tool set. Um, you know, I've already got all these plugins. I don't need to hear from you on how to do this. I just need you to build it. I don't have time. Listen, Matt, I don't have time to do it myself. So I'm really busy. I'm just one guy. Um, so here's two thousand dollars. I know it'll be done in a week. Yeah,
0: yeah. All I need is just like Amazon. It can be done, you know, relatively quick. It's so simple. But let me know what you think. Um, it's not like dating,
1: though, too. I keep saying that, man. I, it's like clients are just like dating, you know. I mean, for if this is a tough conversation if clients are listening. If any of my clients are listening, I love you dearly, and I know you love your clients dearly. But you keep thinking about that. There's always um, you're not going to spend, you know, you're not, not going to spend time with people who aren't going to value your time. The value that you can bring to the table. So it's like, um, we always use those examples as, you know, like terrible client interactions, but you know, they just are what they are. I mean, uh, and it's not the client's fault. I mean, I think uh, what you're doing with the Matt Report is awesome. Uh, you guys are putting out great information to help clients sort through things, and all we can do is take that educational approach. Sorry, man, I didn't mean to you
0: off. That's fine. <laughs> no, I can run with it. I love it. Uh, yeah, this is sort of the fine line that we walk uh, on the Matt Report. Is uh, you know we're we're talking about how to run our WordPress businesses and sort of improve our profitability, uh, which I think is totally fair uh, and fine uh, to talk about because uh, just because we're on the web and everything is so uh, transparent doesn't mean and everything is is such a global competitive market doesn't mean that uh, we can't also strive to be profitable Um, and I don't think it's a bad thing to tell our clients that we want to be profitable uh, because it keeps us around right (laughs) and if they like our if they like our work they need us to be profitable so we can continue to help them Uh, everything can't just be done on a deal for them Which brings me to one of your slides um, on building a a startup uh, on using WordPress and you have the profile or the persona of an idea guy and that's probably who we're talking about right now is sort of this guy or gal who sort of heard that WordPress is super flexible and free, free, uh, and it has all these plugins that do all this stuff Um, so let's talk about that person. How do you sort of steer them into the right direction from your experience?
1: So I think it goes back to our previous conversation about discovery. Uh, When you're building a new platform and you've already decided on WordPress, you just need to set expectations to help the client understand okay, this is WordPress. This is not, I mean, this is not interchangeable in the sense that you can just kind of design everything the way you want it. Uh, We've had conversations with clients who wanted to redesign the entire dashboard and you know, get WordPress and put in their own stuff, but at the end of the day, they're going to have a better experience if they work within the confines of WordPress. So, um, leading into Idea Guy, and by the way, do you know who that who that guy is in that that picture?
0: <laughs> uh, I don't. know
1: It's Ed Bassmaster He's a YouTube guy. I was, he has this one character that just looks goofy and he just reminds <laughs> me of like a stubborn stubborn guy or whatever, but. Um, you know, I, I think it's best to help the client understand um, how WordPress will be able to fit for their startup. So, for instance, the conversation starts on a lower budget. The client isn't doesn't have a large uh, investment backing them. They want to get a concept out, out that works. So really what becomes valuable is working with a WordPress consultant to put out a, uh, some type of, uh, of a concept. So, for instance, if you can get the clients to buy in on that idea of building a concept and building it strong with WordPress, it can get out to market quicker, even if it's out to a smaller audience, and start getting really good feedback. Um, and that's what we really encourage people to do. It's like, okay, so your, your budget is $10,000, and you need to get some type of concept out. So well, you consider, okay, are we the right firm for you? Can you provide the right value? But then the conversation is really early on with, how is you know, WordPress going to help you? you really need a CMS? We really need to have uh, all the things that WordPress does. We need to have really leverage plugins, and if that's the case, uh, the how needs to be built around the strengths of WordPress. So, um, you know, I think anytime there's pushback with that, it really erodes the opportunity to do something valuable for them. Because what they're going to end up doing is just racing to find somebody who's cheaper to get their dream project out. And I think ultimately, in the, at the end of the day, I mean. You could spend all the time in the world and all the money in the world, uh, you know, little or, or a lot, but at the end of the day, your users have to really connect with the service that you're providing, the product that you're providing. So, uh, if it's a new, unproven concept, you know, I'm always about, you know, let's you, you know, I, I'm not even trying to get you to spend a maximum of uh, uh, dollars, you know, let's let's decide on something that can be effectively built, let's put it out, and let's iterate upon it if if need be. And even if it catches traction and needs to be rebuilt completely custom, it's not like the, the time you spent in WordPress um, will be wasted because you essentially you can repurpose some of the design and you can you know, get some really good feedback from the users even if you take it into Python or take it into you know Ruby application or something like that. I mean who knows? But um, you know it's good to, it's good to look at WordPress as that tool when there's a you know cost conscious project, but I'm finding, you know, in a couple of cases with the projects we've done that are not WordPress-related, they're going to need a content management system. So, you know, I think there's more drilling down on that uh, functionality level when, you know, they're not really essentially in love with WordPress, but maybe essentially in love with a plugin, or what a plugin can do for WordPress. So sometimes it may be even, even more cost-effective to take them off that path of WordPress. And know I said that. So maybe it's not really,
0: uh, really Listen, uh, folks, don't don't start closing your browsers just because uh, C- Cody recommended that. You know, there might be something other than WordPress out there. Uh, and by the way, just a quick commercial break. If you are listening uh, in the background, we are using the Q and A app today. So if you click back over to the screen, I notice that the viewership is rising. So if you're just listening in the background, you can drop questions in uh, right in the right hand side of your screen. We get those questions answered for you. Uh, I'll ask Cody those questions either at the end of the show or I'll work them into the conversation. Um, but but back to what you were saying, Cody. WordPress isn't always the right answer. Question mark. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm sorry. I was trying to say something, but my mic cut out for a while. It was weird. Um, <laughs> no, not really. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. I think as a consultant, you know, at least our approach is based on integrity. You know, we respect the client's budget and time, and know that. You know, not everything that best serves our process is what our clients need. And sometimes that means we refer them somewhere else or uh, whatnot, but if we're going to be working with them, we want to make sure they have the absolutely best experience with WordPress possible. So without a shadow of a doubt, any client that ever needs a content management system, there's no question of going with WordPress. Um, But in the sake of maybe a startup that only needs to show a concept or... Uh, it's heavy on the front end emphasis that doesn't need a you know, blog or whatnot or they're just trying to get a, a front end application out uh, sometimes we take them off that path uh, where we can still deliver value for them and um, yeah I mean that, have, that does happen for us
0: do you, have, uh, do you have an example of one that you maybe you know, said WordPress isn't the answer and, and gave it to another platform like a Drupal or an expression engine or something else?
1: Uh, in some instances in e-commerce uh, you know, so we've we've worked with a, a company here in Arizona that's got over 25 retail locations, and they needed their shopping cart to match up with their POS in their stores. And we're talking thousands upon thousands of SKUs and products, and um, we determined that WordPress wasn't the best fit. So, you know, going to something a little heavier like Magento, and although being able to build the website, the marketing website in WordPress. We took them off the path of WordPress for e-commerce just because of the challenges with how uh, WordPress is is made.
0: Uh, I hope I, I hope no one's in the audience who's a, a diehard WooCommerce fan because uh, they'll be they'll be outside with stakes and, and burning torches waiting for me to leave. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk about what, I mean just roughly uh, off the cuff how many uh, what's the percentage of your WordPress work ninety percent
1: ninety eight percent. I'd say it's about. Forty percent right now. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, and what's funny, it's just because we have. What we're looking to do is, we are looking to work with some clients more long term. I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, going back to that dating metaphor, you know, we want to spend more time and build a relationship with clients, and it's really a challenge to do that uh, on both sides if we're focused on a four week to six week engagement to build a small business site with WordPress, and they essentially don't need us until there's like an emergency or something, and. Um, you know, it's no way to really build a relationship. So um, we're looking for as many opportunities to work with folks with WordPress as we are uh, to build, you know, a front-end application that will take longer. It's something that there's no model to build it off of. There's maybe something visually, but you're not repurposing code. You're kind of um, building things from the ground up, and there's a really a, a high-level enjoyment with that. So with Effect with we're looking to find more opportunities for, to do that type of work uh, as much as possible while still keeping our um, our uh, our project the WordPress going and you know looking to improve that
0: the there's two camps that I usually run into and probably just because it is what it is but a lot of folks say that yes WordPress can power an app and, and should probably be a good framework for an app uh, and others say no way uh, you know we're, we're, we're compiling and you know, in, in C-sharp today. That's that's what we're going to do. Uh, what's, your, what's your thoughts on, on it as an app framework, or does that not even exist, and what other technologies are you using when you're not using WordPress for an app?
1: Yeah, so I mean, what we're focused on, we're a front-end design firm, so we're not doing any real back-end development, so there's never an instance where we've disqualified WordPress as a full application platform. I think it just always comes down to, Giving an honest assessment with the knowledge that we you know about the best in the project and previous experience and what we know about WordPress. So there's never a dogmatic like WordPress will not work. I think that if we can come to the table and the client can understand uh, taking the best path for development, we can we can create that with WordPress and make that work. But if they just if they have a specific vision or the, the the idea is already tied to APIs that make it very difficult to work with WordPress, or not as cost-effective. And obviously, I think that you know, when you know our hands are tied in some of those instances. But um, you know, that just depends. and I mean, we never stayed a client away from building an application away from WordPress, at least on a backend interface. In fact, we've, we've done some applications in WordPress a little more uh, web app based. Um, one of the Projects that we have on our portfolio is uh, uh, a video website for Samaritans. where there's a lot of automation on the back end. Um, the client actually did want to use WordPress. I thought we were able to leverage that and keep that, you know, working with their third-party uh, uh, video provider and had a lot of the automated delivery based on posts. And it was a perfect fit for WordPress, and we didn't have any challenges with getting the client on board for that.
0: Uh... When you're now making this sort of transition to mode effect, are you going to focus on a particular vertical or customer that's looking to build an app? Uh, Is it somebody that's looking to get funded uh, in a startup, sort of typical startup scenario? Is it, you know, whatever comes across your way that's just looking to build an app, a well-established company that just needs uh, some mobile app or web app? Uh, Are you going to hone in on anybody uh, in particular?
1: Yes, that's a good question. Retail is, is definitely been a vertical we've had some great experience with, it, and I think we'd like to build more value for retail customers, um, so sometimes that's uh, just a straight shot into e-commerce, but sometimes there's more of a uh, subsidiary uh, type of service that they need, and maybe that's an internally focused website, maybe an internet, or a multi-location uh, promotional site. but. Um, you know, I mean, that's one vertical that we want to stay uh, active and engaged with. Uh, we're also looking at, you know, oddly enough, we're doing a lot of uh, work for faith-based organizations, and I think we could provide a lot of value to churches and whatnot, um, For you know, especially with WordPress. I think WordPress is just a perfect marriage for a church site that produces a lot of content and uh, um You know, manufacturing, technology, startups as a whole, uh, technology startups, you know, there's there's a lot of opportunity to engage with them more on the concept phase because we're, we're never going to, I mean, I, would, I can't say never, but for the near future, we're just not going to be the best fit to try to bring the application beyond, you know, like the, the mobile app, uh, the back-end development all in-house. It's all going to be focused on the front-end. So we're happy to play a part of maybe building the front-end engagement out to get funding you know, maybe in a shorter sprint of a two-three month, uh, where we're pretty, you know, all in on developments and able to take it out. I mean, even if there is a, an end to that relationship, you know, I think that that's a good place for us to be in because we, at the end of the day, we have to be honest with ourselves and what we do best. I mean, I don't have, uh, you know, back bathroom developers, directly in our office. It would be helpful to to have a client do, that with us if we can't deliver that, you know, 100 percent.
0: I want to push back just a little bit on the uh, using WordPress as sort of a concept uh, to um, you know position yourself, uh, position your startup, your idea to somebody, your concept without having to do all the sort of investment, like you said, back end and even maybe some of the front end experience stuff. Uh, and maybe you can tell me where folks should draw the line of when they should use it as like this very core MVP uh positioning, and then when they should invest, like you're recommending in some good UI, UX. Example. Idea so I guy. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going yeah. to set the stage, but I think you maybe already know where I'm going.
1: You're too eager, man. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I just figured that, fo- I'll do it real quick, so I figured that the idea guy yeah. comes along, he's got the idea. Uh, maybe he already, he or she already knows, you know what, I can get $50,000 of seed funding, which isn't a whole heck of a lot, money I think I can get 50 grand to do this Uh, they could take a theme they could move some widgets around they could put a contact form they can maybe use a membership system just to show a simple login process just to prove the concept without any kind of real upfront investment on design yes no or yes that's a good starting ground and then you need to invest at this point
1: yes I think um as far as technical functionality, that could be the length of where they need to go, and then spend their money on the front end. I um, did want to come back and answer that question as far as where to draw that line. I think ultimately it just comes down to technical functionality. Sometimes design is sacrificed, or, or the front end uh, is sacrificed as well. But um, you know, typically where the conversation starts with having to leverage a bunch of plugins. I think it's really hard to prove that concept that that um, WordPress will be the full vehicle to take it uh, to maturity as far as a product. I think what, what, what would be the best case scenario for our end or for a company's end is if they had the budget to build in some custom functionality or plugins uh, within WordPress that were their own, uh, you know, proprietary or, or even something that could be eventually turn into a uh, premium plugin or something that people can purchase, but I think that that'd be the best way to go, typically when it leads to, oh, we've got you know, gravity forms and we have you know, um, three other plugins that are essential to, you know, make this thing and and basically it's just because we don't want to build that out ourselves. Typically that's like, okay, you know, so either we're going to have to just make this concept and use these plugins for now and then go back and redevelop these uh, on the back end when you have a little bit more budget to work with freedom pressing. Not that creating the form is difficult, but you know just using gravity forms as an example. So that's that's kind of a line to draw. I wouldn't say that dogmatically you, you can't build an application on WordPress. I think you can, it's just the 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 client to be able to understand how and when uh, that makes sense. So I think there's a really there could be a very really easy path to Get as much bang for the investment initially to go out, show folks the concept, while leveraging some plugins and spending the money on the interface. But then coming back and doing the backend work um, and some you know modifications on user interface um, after the fact. I think that's probably the best the best way to go about it. So I think you're kind of right on the money with that.
0: Awesome, awesome. Uh, You must be exposed, and I want to just talk about uh, Gangplank and sort of the benefit of working in a community uh, co-working space, um, you know, and sort of that experience there. Uh, Do you come across a lot more opportunity because you're there? Do you just come across or do you just have a lot more people to kind of bang heads with um, working at a facility like that? Um, Your thoughts.
1: Well, I think there's, there's a lot of synergy that happens when you're somewhere else than a bedroom. <laughs> uh, yes. Unless you're in the massive multiplayer online gaming experiences. <laughs> uh, you know, just being being in a place where there's a lot of energy. Uh, Gameplank has graduated some really amazing startups and has incubated some really great companies. So uh, the draw from being in a place that uh, is used to dealing with companies like ours and like theirs. Uh, there's a real attraction to that, but just mostly we like have people. So, you know, we're kind of in an area where we can grow our company. We can incubate our company here and we can grow it to a level where um, we can bring some more folks in and expand as we need without the huge financial burdens of going out and getting an office space or tearing down walls and building more construction based on growing our team. Uh so that's some of the added value for GamePunk. There's definitely a focus here in Arizona from, from the entrepreneurship level of um, seeing companies at a game although in our location, it's kind it's not really, uh, it's, we're in a secondary location for Gamefunk, so we're not in as much of the, um, the focus, we're not in as much of the, the noise as we'd like to be, and there's, there's some added benefits to that as well, but I think for anybody out there looking to grow a company beyond themselves, moving into a place like this is highly valuable because you may have other people that are like-minded that um, don't want to do all of the load of business development, project management, design, developing, uh, all the fun stuff that we get to do as business owners or mopping the floors when all the employees go home. Um, There's some benefits to sharing that load, and there's been a lot of companies that have been formed out of you know, maybe some entrepreneurs coming together and saying, you know, we really want to build something bigger than ourselves and, you know, getting an opportunity to work out of a place like Google is highly valuable for that.
0: Do you see, I mean, now, since you have that exposure, you're seeing these other startups come in to this sort of accelerator or incubator slash co-working uh, collaboration facility. Uh, Last, uh, two weeks ago, uh, I had, um, Co-Schedule back on the show, uh, Garrett Moon, um, for a second appearance because he just uh, secured $500,000 in uh, angel investment for his Co-Schedule plug-in. Uh, Matt from uh, Matt Mullenweg announced another $160 million investment today to bring the valuation just north of a billion bucks. Um, what do you see for the future of WordPress startups and entrepreneurs? Is it finally catching up? Is it still going to be a slower, steady path? What do you see from your from your seat?
1: Well, I think the, um, the uninitiated folks are coming around slowly to WordPress. You know, beyond the technology fight of open source and what the platform is built on, I think, you know, now the software has a decade beyond itself but kind of in a, under its belt with development and, you know, it's got some staying power in the user base. I think when you have those, that recipe with technology where there's a user base and there's a, a long track record of development, um, it makes investors a little bit more, I should say, less gun shy to put some, put some, you know, resources behind that. Uh, and I think that you're going to probably see more and more of that. I mean, WordPress definitely is having its day currently, but I think the the party's still going to kind of go on here. I don't, I don't see that there's no real competitor in its space that it seems like it's 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 um, apples for apples comparison on taking WordPress out. So. I think we're going to see this this trend continue and get better. Uh, you know, case in point, with a lot of e-commerce, or I say, I'm sorry, a lot of uh, enterprise folks coming on board with really taking a good look at WordPress. Um, you know, like uh, you know, there's there's so many different examples of companies that are investing heavily in it, and I think we're going to see that trend continue. But although again, uh, uninitiated are always slower to react in that sense. So um, I think. You know, those examples of Garrett Moon and Matt Monwag, I think that's just uh, two other steps in, a, in a, a, two other chapters in a story that's still yet to be finished.
0: That's awesome. I mean, I know, I know my audience is definitely excited for, for what's to come. Uh, I know I am as well. The, uh, let's, let's talk about back to just UI, UX real quick. What is it? Is there anything that WordPress could do better visually, design-wise from your, from your point of view? Uh, either in the admin or in the content creation area, uh, what is it about the UI or UX that, uh, that WordPress can imp- improve upon?
1: Uh, so I think that it depends for the user. So there's, there's so many segmented cases that i found myself like saying, ah, this is where the UX should be better, this is where the UI should be better. Um, I think that uh, focused around somebody who's creating content Uh, I think they're doing as best of a job as they know how to put that together. Where the challenges happen is the extendability of WordPress. So, for instance, um, how WooCommerce is built or how a lot of plugins are built when they're building on top of what's already there existing in the publishing or the post-engine. I think that's where we see the challenges on user experience. So we'll see, like, uh, an area on the right-hand side of the... um, the poster moved way down and moved up, and the end users don't always understand where to go with that. Uh, or you know how how much plugins and whatnot can bloat things. So um, that's no easy challenge to solve. I don't think it's as easy as describing, well let's just do it this way. Um, I think that there's there's definitely um, you know, a lot of thought with how that could be solved, and I think it just comes down to users. I think at some point, we um, could we could we could see a flavor of WordPress come out that's more based towards uh, the user. It's got more of the commodity tech products, maybe with the um, the Mark Jacobs of the world are creating like with that front end editor. I see that fitting into like a core version of a user, uh, you know, user based WordPress product, and then um, maybe more of a developer, more of a you know. Um, between user and developer for WordPress' kind of like have you jailbreaked you' broken your phone ever yes Did you see that process they ask you if you're a user or if you're a developer and they obviously give you more and more control to do what you need to do and we um, think that it would be great just like WordPress as a multi-site component maybe creating different uh, ways where we can um, shape WordPress for applications and whatnot. Uh, from the standpoint of the back end. And I think that's that's really the only universal answer I would give uh, because it just tends to get a little messy when you're combining plugins or you're doing different things in the back end. But even then that strength again, I mean you can find an argument to keep everything in there, you know?
0: Do you see do you ever envision there being like two separate packages that folks have to download, a beginner and, a, and an advanced, and the advanced just has more libraries and options and things like that.
1: I think so, or, you know, just the ability to plug that stuff in. I mean, that would also help the, uh, the development community of WordPress as a whole because, you know, sometimes I get a little concerned. I feel like we're supporting folks that are putting out, um, you know, commoditized tools to help people get out and online fast, and that's great. And that's not necessarily our user, but are we cannibalizing all of the t- people that really could invest in Bitcoin? Are we confusing people... That would invest in, good, uh, you know, uh, website development. Um, if in fact we had two different types of flavors for them, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is, but uh, I, I do wonder. You know, and some of that um, with how much of an emphasis for creating WordPress to be usable. It's as good as it is. Um, you know, it's it's only good in the sense of it being more usable, but. Um, more and more things to make it easier for just focused on the less technology savvy person I do wonder if um, I do wonder if we're you know, sometimes risking, running the risk of cannibalizing the development community I don't know, I'm just like, I, I think that sometimes you know.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, It is going to be interesting to see where all this stuff goes, um, you know, especially with sort of all these contributed plugins to the interface what gets adopted, what doesn't uh, what shouldn't get adopted and should still remain on its own uh, because of the uh, innovation that you know maybe a particular team has uh, around a plugin or a way that the plugin operates on on WordPress. Now that you're going to be sort of I don't want to use the word pivot unless you think so uh, you're sort of changing maybe the direction and rebranding of the company. Uh, you know if you could step back in time, is there one thing you would sort of redo uh, if you had a chance to? Uh, now that you've learned all you've learned,
1: I think it would just be having more of an emphasis on service. Um, but if I'm, what has been the challenge for me, just like a lot of entrepreneurs out there, or uh, are smaller companies, is that we're really great at what we do, but the service level of what we do that every business has to have is not really ready for prime time. So. If we could start with, I was just watching a Steve Jobs' video back when we came back to Apple, and somebody was, was basically disagreeing with a statement he said. but his answer was, we got down to saying, we start with the customer experience first and work our way backwards with technology. And I think so, so many often, even in the WordPress community, we're leaving the technology, don't you what I can you? <laughs> um, All those things, and you know, a lot of times the customer they'll only be loyal and, re- and responsive to the level of service that they get. And they and can, can really have a great experience with you. Uh, so if I can step back, I think that one of the cores of building a business on would be service. We, you know, allowing all of our customers to have a, a really great experience working with us and, and having that, that program loyalty to be created from our company. And that's what we're looking to do with Notifact. Um, now getting an opportunity to kind of not start over, but, but turn a page, uh, whereas now we're a company, you know, you're not going to call the number and just talk to me, and, you know, while I'm building the other customer website, I've got to talk to the other customer about, you know, meeting and discussing something else or whatnot, so, uh, we're, you know, we're definitely aiming to improve a better customer experience and more of a brand you new know,
0: are you bringing on new employees, or are you just kind of, uh, you know, expanding sort of the team set and kind of being more collaborative?
1: We have 12 more employees. We're doing that. No, just wow. <laughs> uh, now, um, you had me going. A, <laughs> we've been building a team all along, and that's why it's been just strange saying, "Hey, it's Cody L. and his going developers." Yeah, and a band of developers. Um, I want to bring more of a company identity while keeping Cody L kind of an identity as myself because everybody first to me is Cody L. Cody L sounds like a person's name. Uh, so, you know, we've, we, through, uh, through the course of the company, we started in 2005. Through the course of the company, we've found a really great relationships uh, with people who work in our, in our company. And, you know, I want to bring them more to the forefront and bring Uh, that company focus to the forefront rather than just making it seem like we're just working with memes, you know what I mean? So, and not that there's anything wrong with that, it's just I think it's the right thing for us to spotlight more of our, uh, you know, our team and whatnot. So it'll kind of be the same behind the scenes while looking to expand as we do. Yeah,
0: it's sort of a blessing and a curse, right? I mean, when... You start a company and sort of it's the personal brand. It's all that we hear about, like, hey, how to get more cl- how to get more customers, how to connect with your audience, be more personable. You, car- you start a personal uh, your personal brand, really get yourself out there, and then two, three, five years later, people still expect to sort of talk to you. And oh no, I want to talk to Matt. I want to talk to Cody. Uh, and you're like, no, I'm the new project management manager here. Uh, you have to kind of go through me, and then there's sort of like this little sort of standoffishness, and it's something that I'm still kind of dealing with. Uh, myself as my agency grows, but I have a few clients who, I wouldn't say they get annoyed by it, but they're always like, well, I really want to talk to you. And at the end of the day, I still do, and I'm still involved, obviously. Um, But it's usually that first point of contact that they were so comfortable with. Um, You know, it's always difficult to kind of scale out of it, I guess. It's back to user experience, right? If you're setting that expectation, you're sending a warm welcome email, here's a new project manager, so on and so forth, I guess that's one way to tackle it. so definitely some in- interesting, interesting stuff. Let's jump into yeah. the, uh, let's jump into the second segment of the show, it's, uh, talking about what's in your toolbox. What special app uh, or piece of software do you use to get through your workday that maybe people don't know about? Something like an Evernote, but something a little bit more sort of top secret.
1: Um, well, before I answer that question, we should talk about our um, product sponsor for the show today. Both wearing the same uh, in case headphones.
0: The first person to finally uh, join the show that wears the same, I don't know if that's going to come in, the same in case headphones. I always get flack from this from other WordPress podcasters because they're big, bright white. Uh, But Cody also has the black version on, uh, which is uh, sort of my counterpart here. It's sort of like kind of fitting after, after the May 4th, right? Sort of black versus exactly. white Star Wars kind of thing. <laughs> uh, so, what what else do you use? What pieces of hardware do you have, or maybe other software that you use?
1: So, one of the I mean, this isn't really a secret, but one of the one of the things I had to get right away was the um, the retina screen for the Mac Pro. I think that just took the level the quality of our work up a notch because we were able to see all the websites we're creating. I mean, essentially, I test everything. So. Uh, it, it drove up the level of our quality of it a lot, and I got this, and I got it like right away. It was like right 2012 when it came out, right? Yeah. So Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, had to get that right away. One uh, of the things that we, we use, we use, um, uh, you know, it's always, we're always using the uh, text-based editors, but uh, we use Transmit a lot for FTP. Um, we're using GitHub for all of our stuff, but. Um, Transmit's been great in conjunction with Dropbox. So, based on client permissions and whatnot, I can, I can give and take access from developers by saving droplets into a Dropbox folder. And essentially, they just run the folder, open the droplet, and they can do whatever they need to. Um, that's been really great for production. Uh, Omni Graphle is always a go to when we're doing a lot of user experience stuff, a lot of wireframing, whatnot. Um, uh, we're looking at Products like Sketch, I see a lot of folks starting to use Sketch uh, for doing so, a lot of their image stuff, and so much of what we do is kind of eliminating a lot of those heavy lifting uh, programs like Photoshop. I mean, I'm still a creature of habit to go into Photoshop, but you know, we use Pixelmator uh, for a lot of stuff. A designer primarily uses Pixelmator uh, in a lot of instances, um, so I think we're not really unique in the sense of what we do. I mean. Um, we, we utilize a lot of stuff with Dropbox. Uh, a lot of stuff that we share, and you know, we, we look to keep our client stuff uh, under wraps as much as possible. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of something that's really, really unique. Some use Slack for our company communication. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, I just listened to uh, the the founder on this week in startups.
1: Yeah, did you see who's was the guy who created uh, Flickr?
0: Yes. Yep. Kind
1: of cool.
0: Yeah, that was an amazing story.
1: Yeah, I always, I always love, like, when a, um, somebody who's been really successful with a product comes out with a new product, I always feel like that's, that's um, a lot of times that you'll have to get over the hump of just trying something, but that's not always the case. I know the guys from Twitter put out that one app that kind of bombed. Um, there's the question-asking app, I forget what it was. Yep, I know exactly
0: what you
1: What was it called?
0: Yeah, I can't, I, now I can't remember, but I remember it coming out and it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be awesome.
1: Yeah, it didn't, it didn't work out so well, I think. That's,
0: that's what happens in this wonderful, wonderful world of startups. Um, let's jump into the lightning round ask you a series of quick questions, and you will have a series of quick answers. What is the one plugin you cannot live without?
1: the right, forms.
0: If, uh, or excuse me, what is your favorite WordPress business book? Or, excuse me, WordPress or business book?
1: My favorite wordpress or business book? Or a business book. Oh, um, the email.
0: Yeah, that is a good one. That's one that I... That's one of the ones that I people would always recommend on the show, and I was just like, ah, I don't want to read this Like judging a book by its cover. I'm like, no, this isn't for me. And then I read it. I'm like, oh, my God. I should have been <laughs> reading this eons ago. Uh, what's a quote that you live or run your business by?
1: Quote. Um, uh, treating our customers as we want to be treated, the golden rule.
0: So is that uh, also the best business advice you've ever received, or have you received something something a little yeah.
1: bit better? Uh, to, to pare it down, yeah, because it, it just really makes it simple. I know it's super basic. I mean, there's other quotes that I've, I've thought of. I mean, one of the other quotes, kind like I mentioned before, Steve Jobs is starting with the customer experience and work backwards te- with the technology. I think at the end of the end of all of that is uh, the emphasis on the customer experience. So treating them the way that I want to be treated as a customer is a, is definitely a, a quote to a mantra to look like for me. That's
0: awesome. Uh, what's the longest a client project has ever taken?
1: Oh uh um, maybe about a year and a half. I mean I'm sure I'm sure people have out me. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's It's so funny. I, I bring this up every single time I hear it. But when I ask that question, anybody who's into design, they laugh, right? And they get a, sort of a bit of a snicker because they understand. But developers, they never have that. They're just like, oh, you know, whatever, two years, straight face. Like, like they don't, for whatever reason, don't feel the same pain points, I guess, as a designer would. <laughs> it's kind of weird, kind of an interesting thing I've kind of figured out. Um, if you had to switch to another CMS, what would it be?
1: Um, Squarespace I love like the design <laughs> oh, I haven't man. used it though and I just like the design of it
0: Nice um, Who should I interview next? Um,
1: Terry Hulk Hogan <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wonder what he knows about WordPress
1: yeah, It would just be cool to ask them a bunch of WordPress questions and see him get really frustrated
0: Next <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's the one question that I didn't ask you that I should have?
1: Um, I don't know. I, I don't think anything. You know, I mean, as prideful as I am, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I you know I don't really like to talk about myself, uh, and that's also because of pride, I'm sure. But uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, I think we covered a um, probably the topics here.
0: Awesome. uh, You'll be down in WordPress. uh, WordPress. uh, WordCamp Miami. Are you going to be doing the talk about UI and UX?
1: Yeah, I'm going to do the uh, future of UX. You know, it's kind of more of a philosophical talk, but I think it's an important thing to be putting ourselves, uh, you know, as designers and developers, to think about because, uh, how the experience people have with things and using things is so so big. So yeah. Awesome.
0: what time is that going down so folks can, uh, can join that? I think it's right before lunch.
1: Nice. Yeah, I, I kicked off the conference last year. Um, nice. You, were you there in Miami last year?
0: I was not. Miami, this will be my first trip to WordCamp Miami.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah, it's a great WordCamp. So. Yeah,
0: I'm looking forward to for it. You. Doing the podcast roundtable on Saturday and then closing out the show on Sunday for uh, the business track. So that should be fun. Cody, where can folks find you on the web to say thanks?
1: Uh, You can go to codyl.com and uh, go to modifact.com as well just to uh, keep your eyes out for our upcoming launch. But codyl.com is uh, the place to go and see our work and get in touch with us.
0: Anybody anybody looking for a job, I'm assuming it's cody at (laughs) codyl.com. Todeo,
1: Todeo.com, yes.
0: Sweet. There you go. Everybody, if you're looking for a job in the new business, he's hiring 12 people. You heard it first, uh, looking to grow out that staff as fast as possible.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so we've got got to have the clients. So let's have the clients come in and then we'll hire the 12 people shortly thereafter
0: that's perfect perfect uh, recipe uh, well everybody listening uh, still in the live show thanks very much thanks for tuning in mattreport.com mattreport.com slash subscribe join the mailing list if you want to support the show the best way to do it uh, is tell your friends folks and family if not if you want to join a pack of uh, awesome WordPress entrepreneurs it's mattreport.com slash join private community over at mattreport where we do monthly uh, calls much like this uh, but just for the community private forums and all that fun stuff check it out mattreport.com slash join Thanks, everybody.